story number one, Do Not Punch the Human, written by Deomek. We should punch it, said the goblin to his friend. Both were coming crouched under a crumpled form of the human. I don't know, the bigger, bluish goblin frowned as he stood a little further back, but she still craned her head to stare. What if it gets angry? We won't know until we punch it. No, we shouldn't punch it, groaned a deep foreign voice. The human sat up blinking, looking around. Apparently it wasn't as crumpled as they first thought. It's awake. Well, if we punch it, then it won't be awake anymore. The human mumbled and flicked its hands, and both goblins scrambled back when the purple bruise on its face were faded away. With another gesture, the mud on its clothing hardened and fell to the floor. Oh, it's magic. Never mind, let's not do that. Good decision, the human said, sounding weirdly amused. Now, what are two goblins like you going so far from the woods? What are you doing here? grumbled the greener goblin. His friend, however, was more forthcoming. I'm here because the ma'am died, and none of my family wanted me since I'm a half-blue. And there's the evil forest spirit that took over, but mostly because of the first one. After a loudly whispered conversation, the other goblin finally answered. My whole family's dead, so no one wanted me either. Probably because anyone who wanted me is dead. Ah. The human stood as he brushed off the remaining pieces of dried mud. I'm sorry for your loss. No worries, he said cheerfully. I'll probably see him again. They were raised from the dead for a necromancer's hoard. Well, I see, the human blinked. Do you have names? I'm blue, said the blue one. I'm orphan, said the orphan. What about you? I'm Darren. Nice to meet you. Orphan frowned. Are you daring? You don't look very daring. No, Darren, not... Yeah, that's what I said, daring... A human sign. Okay, sure. Anyways, you were saying something about the evil forest spirit. Daring scratched his chin, probably because there was still mud on it. That makes sense, actually. It explains why there have been more attacks in the border towns. Yeah, the evil spirit don't like humans. It don't like goblins either, since we're too much like humans. Even if we were better looking. Our tribe, though, kicked us out and make it happy. Blue gave a divisive nod. The spirit's surprising everyone, you know. Oh, not that taking over the forest pot. We get a new overlord every week. It's surprising that the evil spirit lasted more than a week, finished Orphan. It's been causing lots of problems and I can't punch any of them. Daring pulled out a ticking metal thing. After putting it open and staring at it, the human shrugged and put it back in his pocket. Why not, he mumbled. Well, it said, louder this time, you can't really punch evil spirits with bare fists. You can do it with magic, though. Why don't you just punch the spirit yourself, asked Orphan, as he stared at the leaf, expecting it to burst into flames. Well, that was the purpose of the exercise, but it wasn't working for him. Why'd you got to teach us how to do it? I can't always be in the forest to do it. What are you going to do when I leave and you get a new overlord? Orphan glared harder at the leaf. Suffer as usual? Blue, on the other hand, was gleefully chucking boating leaves at their friend. Goblins were fireproof, of course, so Orphan just brushed them off with an ill-concealed jealousy and annoyance. 
Daring, who was apparently male, though he had no tusks, gave a short sigh. Well, if you learn how to, um, punch things with magic, then you can do it instead of just suffering. Yeah, but this magic thing isn't really working for me, Orphan growled. I think it's great. Blue grabbed a pile of dead leaves at her feet and, with a deep breath, caused the entire pile to burst into flames. Whoa, whoa! With a wave of the hand, Daring caused the fight to disappear. Let's not set the whole forest on fire, alright? I thought that was the whole point of this. No, it's not. The humans stomped the burning pile of leaves to kill the remaining embers. Actually, it's the exact opposite. The point is to save the forest, not burn it to the ground. But I can't even burn a leaf. Orphan punched a nearby tree and then gashed with his teeth. I can't save nothing like this. Well, Daring said, tilting his head, fire magic is supposed to be the easiest to learn, but maybe it's just not your thing. We don't have time and technology to figure out what your aptitude for is something else, so... um. He pulled out a knife from his pack. The hilt was grey and dull, but the blade was rippled oddly. Why don't you use this for now? Be careful, though. It's enchanted. Orphan took a wide-eyed in awe. Metal, he whispered. Orphan ran a finger reverently across the flat surface of the blade. Magic metal. He looked up and stared at the human. Why are you doing this? Why are you helping us and uh, giving us magic and metal? Blue finished. She rubbed her small, gnarled hands together as she gazed enviously at the knife. I didn't ask before, cause I thought you were joking. Or I don't know, you just kill us if we'd asked. But you didn't do that yet, so that's not what you want. So what do you want? Daring shrugged. I told you, I want to help stop the evil forest spirit. Why do you want to do that? Orvin narrowed his eyes. Most humans just hate goblins and other forest creatures. You could have just left us alone. As I said, they're attacking human border towns too, he said mildly. Maybe I want to stop that from happening. Yeah, but then you would have just punched the spirit yourself. But you're not. You're helping us, Blue said with a huff. Daring laughed and shook his head. You're both pretty smart, you know. Not true. You didn't answer the question. I'm being honest, he said. I just wanted to help, and I could tell that you two had potential. I don't want to go to waste. But what if we use the knife and magic to do whatever, asked Orphan, like getting humans and taking their stuff. Daring gave a slow, wild smile, and the air grew colder and the shadow grew to cover them both. If you did, I'd stop you, and you'd never do it again. The light and warmth returned to the clearing, but I don't think you will. You had the chance to kill me when I was unconscious, but you didn't. You both have been picked on before, and neither of you liked it. I don't think you'll do it to others. I have faith in you both. He crouched down in the eye level and smiled, his time genuinely. I know that you two will be the right thing. The two goblins exchanged a look. No one's ever said that about us, murmured Blue, voice quivering. Orphan roughly rubbed his eyes and sniffed. So, he said gruffly, how is this knife enchanted? Daring cleared his throat. Kinetic magic. Can net what? Orphan peered at the knife. That doesn't sound very impressive. My magic fire is probably better. <laughs> Blue crowed. What's kutentic magic anyway? Sounds stupid. Orphan glowered at her. Hey, you take that. 
Try stabbing the tree that you punched earlier, said Daring, cutting him off. Okay, with a grunt, off and stabbed the bark. The tree trunk exploded outwards, scattering the wood chips and leaving a gaping hole in the middle of the tree. The goblin stared speechless. And that's what kinetic magic is. Darren clapped his hands together and startled the two of them out of their stupor. We're almost done there, I think. It's just a little more practice. I think you'll be ready to take on that evil spirit and get rid of her for good. Now, let's get back to work. The rogue nature spirit sat upon a wooden throne, using her vines and wisps to subjugate a variety of forest creatures. In particular, a tribe of goblins faced the worst treatment as they were buried under a veritable pile of glowing foliage. The spirit's laugh was piercing through the shifting forms. Turning from eagle to giant ant, she exuded enough pure magic that it condensed around her in a harsh green light. "'We're gonna die,' Blue said, pressing her hands against her dropping ears. "'I figured it out,' hissed Orphan. "'You're using us as bait, or you just want to have us do what so you don't gotta do anything.' Relax, the human looked at them both, seemingly at ease despite the terrifying literal force of nature. I promise, I won't let anything happen to you. We'll be fine. Blue's ears perked up. Well, she glanced at the orphan. We might as well be able to get our first blooding. He snorted. If we don't die first. No one will die, said Daring firmly. Just stick to the plan, all right? Got it, Blue chirped. Orphan huffed and crossed his arms, but after a moment he nodded. Good. Now, on the count of three. One, two, three. Blue grabbed a branch from the pile of flammable vegetation and set it on fire, and threw it at the spirit. Her aim was spot on, but the nature spirit simply blocked her with a flick of a vine. My, my, the rogue spirit crooned. Has the filth entered my domain? Blue answered by pulting the spirit with more flaming sticks. But it was no use. The spirit's magic took care of it with no difficulty. Luckily, the makeshift torches had landed into a pile of brushing, igniting the forest floor. With a scowl, the spirit began to smother the growing fire with several of her vines. Now, Blue shouted. As hard as he could, Orphan chucked the enchanted knife at the spirit. The spirit didn't even glance at him as he raised a vine, but instead of being blocked, the knife cut through the vine like butter, and it continued its trajectory and impaled itself right in the forest spirit's leafy chest. The spirit looked down, and it barely had time to say, Oh, shit, before its body burst into a shower of green goo. For a moment, the forest was completely silent. Then, the formerly enslaved forest spirits threw off their vine chains and scattered into the woods, celebrating their good luck and deciding not to push it. We did it! The two goblins bumped heads again and cheered. I can't believe it! We destroyed the spirit! Daring laughed. See? I told you. The wind picked up and leaves swirled faster and faster until a dense cloud of leaves gathered in the middle of the clearing. A burst of green light flashed at the center of the mass, and a bright enough to blind, a coalescing into a large humanoid form. The glowing being raised its arms and screamed. The two goblins turned to stare at Daring, who turned unbelievably pale, even for a human. I don't think it's dead, Blue said. Why isn't it dead? Because that's not a rogue forest spirit, Daring murmured. That's a rogue forest god.
Oh, Orphans covered his eyes. Then we're really dead. No. Daring inhaled deeply and stretched out his fingers, then exhaled as he clasped his hands together. Don't worry. I'll take care of this. You can take out a god, Blue asked dubiously. The god screamed again, causing the three of them to wince and cover their ears. Probably not. With a grunt, Daring bent down to pick up one of the larger branches from Blue's pile. He hefted it experimentally. But I have to try. But why? The orphan gave to the human. You don't even got no weapons. Daring gave the two goblins a somewhat wobbly smile. I gave you my word, remember? I said that I'd get you out of this rogue spirit. And I will. With one last deep breath, the human strode into the clearing. Hey, tree frecker! He shouted, waving around his stick. Why don't you go and die in a hole? Die! Die! The guards screeched back, summoning a horde of ants that covered the floor. Daring smacked his snick on the floor and catapulted into the air, far out of the reach of the ants. Seemingly, to no effect, he waved his hands. The crackling, burning air was the only warning for the bolt of lightning that pierced the god's hands. In response, the god only hissed, growing four arms to replace the two that she'd lost. Though he was panting, Daring raised his stick back again. Bring it! Holy ballsacks, said Blue from a place behind the tree. We gotta help. Orphan straightened from a crouch. We can't let him fight him himself. It's not right. Blue hesitated for just a moment. Well, we still didn't get blooded, right? Her ears twitched upwards. We can't let Daring get all the glory. We'll probably die, but it don't matter. Yeah. They both winced as Daring was backhanded into a tree. So, said Orphan, what are we going to do? Blue grinned in response, showing all of her pointed teeth. We're going to make a distraction. Sweat and blood dripped from his face as he leaned on his charred stick. Daring's breaths were wet and raspy as he clutched at his face. Filthy human, the god moaned, skittering towards him with twelve legs. You're a bug that will not die. I've heard of that before. Daring's weak laugh turned into a deep cough. <laughs> That's my specialty. Pollute me no more. The god raised a large arm, preparing to strike down and crush the human into pieces. Then the crackle of flames diverted the god's attention. The underbrush of the forest was covered in a carpet of fire. The flames were quickly creeping towards the crowns of the trees. The two goblins were standing in the midst of the fire waving. Look over here, shouted Orphan. Blue tossed a smoldering pine cone from hand to hand. Yeah, what he said. Disregarding the human, the god raised its arms, sending a wave of vines to smother the fire at the pesky goblins. Just as the flames had died to embers, the flaming pine cone sailed over the god's head and started up another fire on the other side. The god turned, raising its arms again, and came face to face with Daring. The human gathered every last bit of magic he had in his hand, drew back, and punched the god in the face. The resulting shockwave toppled the burned trees, knocked down the two spectating goblins, and generally made a mess of the place. Daring, however, stayed standing. His hand shook as he tried to contain the dispersing magical energy. He slowly spread apart his hands, releasing the energy bit by bit, until there was more manageable orb. 
You're right, Daring, Blue said, rubbing her ears as she picked herself up off the ground. She kicked off the log, covering the orphan, and helped him up. No, Daring wheezed as the orb began to wobble. I have to do something about the rest of this magic, but I don't have enough energy to get rid of it slowly. Why don't you eat it? piped in Orphan. That's what I do when I gotta get rid of something. The human blinked. You know what? Wreck it. I'll... He paused to wheeze again. Eat it. I'm gonna eat it. He began to murmur a prayer. Sweet heavenly. Um, daring, Orphan interrupted. You just killed a god. I don't know if it's a good idea to do any prayers, especially since you're gonna eat the rest of it. The human gazed at the orb. Good point. After taking one last breath, Daring shoved the magic into his face. The two goblins stared at the glowing, albeit unconscious, human. Do you think punching him will wake him up? asked the orphan. Daring began to groan and sit up. He rubbed his eyes and looked around, befuddled. No, but I think threatening it works pretty well, Blue poked the human. Hey, your stomach okay after eating a god? I'm alive, he said breathlessly. Yeah, and that's usually a good sign, Orphan said. You're shiny, though, and your hands are green. Does that usually happen to humans? Daring stared at his hands, and the glow began to fade. The shimmering green patina covering his arm, however, did not fade. No. Daring continued staring at his hands, more specifically, his right hand. I think I should see a healer. Oh well, Blue shrugged. I'm sure we'll figure it out in time. The human looked up at that. We? Yeah, snorted Orphan with a flick of her ears. We're coming with you. Daring glanced between the two of them, becoming more and more confused. But why? The rogue forest god is dead, and the forest is safe for you two. The forest is never safe, Orphan said, and I've been meaning to leave the forest so that I can look for my undead parents. No one likes us anyway, Blue added. We'd rather go with you. Besides, who would help you kill rogue guards if we weren't there? Daring gave them long looks and then he smiled. By the hell not. I warn you though that it's a pretty normal day for me. If you want to go an easy life, you probably shouldn't come along. The two goblins grinned back. We wouldn't want it any other way. Well, Orphan added, I wanted a different way, but I'll manage. Works for me, Daring laughed and stood up, brushing the god's gut of his ruined clothing. In that case, good luck to us all. I have a feeling that we're going to need it. End of story.